What's going on? Welcome back to Detroit International. Hey, if you guys seen my co-host Wolf Brown, last I heard he was somewhere hard tied on the east side. So if you know where yet, let me know. But I gotta keep the show moving. Um, if you want to stay in touch with me, you can find me on Instagram at Marcus underscore Mister underscore International, and that's Marcus M A R C U S. Or you can email us here at Detroit International 313 at gmail.com. Once again, that's Detroit International 313 gmail at gmail.com. So this particular conversation I'm about to get into is with my man G-Man. I kind of let him steer the conversation. We get into what's been going on in the black community, not just in Detroit. We kind of just touch on everywhere else. But our main concern is what's going on in uh Detroit currently so we give uh different perspectives that's not probably been thinking of and we're not really you know moving with the masses so if you're ready to have your mind open and looking at stuff from a different way stay tuned like I was saying it I I talked to an older frat brother of mine okay and we go back and forth on things. And he's a, he's really a racist. I mean, he doesn't like white folks at all. His brother was the first black Michigan State trooper. Mm. So, you know, he knows from what he talks about, you know, uh, when we get into things, as far as I'm concerned, I mean, you know my past, <laughs> so uh, right. And now it's just, I don't know. I wouldn't call it an awakening or being woke or anything like that. It's just using your phone for other things besides Facebook and Instagram. So. But yeah, you know, we were talking, and uh, he he had mentioned one thing that struck me, kind of hard is that from 32 to 42 percent of this country don't like you no way because if they did they wouldn't be voting for this idiot you know what i'm saying i mean and you you can't put it to them in such a way that if he was your boss and he was doing this at your company would you want him there? Would you want him dating your daughter? You know, but you allow him to do this. But, you know. And see, I'll talk about, you know, I kind of had this kind of conversation with somebody. Um, I had a, um, I used to work with this white girl. Me and her mom got real cool, right? And then she hit me up and she was like, well, I don't understand. Help me understand. So I'm like, I'm 31 and you're like 55. What do you mean you don't understand? Like, you know, like, so it's, it's, so it's like they want to, like, racism has been going on for so long. No, 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 son. What's up? It's a bubble. People live in bubbles, man. People live in bubbles. I have acronyms really for everything. I I break stuff down in the crayon language. So, My niece and my nephew can understand when I'm telling them this. You, you know uh, what? You're right. You're right. You're right about that. You, you live I, in a bubble. 
you you don't know because you're not exposed to it. Just like you know, when I was living in New York, you would you would go to Ozone Park, Queens, or Brownsville, or you know Jamaica, or you know over where uh, Nordstrom and Putnam Avenue in Bed Stuy. Ain't nobody talking English, man. Nobody. Those people live and die in that neighborhood. And if that's all you believe, that's it. That has got to be it. You know, I mean, I, I tell folks all the time around here, put put yourself in their position. You know where how Michigan is here. You go up there, you go to Brighton, you know, you go 45 minutes north, you're in Klan country or Michigan militia country. You know what's going on up there. Why would you want to move there? Right. It, it makes no sense to me. You know, damn a school district, but you want to go somewhere where you're not welcome anyway. Why, why would you do that? And then you want to cry when it don't go your way. Well, yeah, you can move anywhere, but why would you want to? Why would you even want to sub subject yourself to that? But they do it. And, and then they want to cry foul. Okay. You be the idiot and move. It's the wildest. It's the craziest thing in the world to me, man. It, it's, it's so, and I hate to be jumping subjects, but it, it, it's so, we were going back and forth once again, my frat brother and I, about these latest shootings. Now, to me, the only two was Bokum John. Well, no. Yeah, Bokum John in his apartment. Yep. That was crazy. My man running, jogging him in Georgia. Yeah. And Brianna Taylor. Everything else, uh, Michael Brown, uh, my man at the Wendy's, and even this last dude. He's talking about George Floyd? Yeah, George Floyd. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. uh, I, I, I could, I, I think, and I'm going to have to check it again. When he got initially pulled over, I don't think he was the only one in the truck. He wasn't. Now, why was there only one video of a girl? And it was only one, and, and it was a girl who did it. Now, if you and I were riding, you got pulled out the car and I see a cop with his knee on your neck. You don't think I'll be out there with my camera or my phone in this dude's face trying to get arrested too? You feel me? Right. So your boy is dying on the street and you ain't doing nothing? You have warrants, nigga. Excuse my French, but that's what's going on. You don't get involved because you something's wrong with you. Hmm. It, it makes no sense to me. You gonna sit up there and let your boy down the street? You can't no. say anything because they'll run your record and then you going to jail too. That could be the only logical explanation. Unless you really didn't care about that man. That wasn't your boy in the in the very beginning. You just knew him. But how are you going to let your man down the street and you ain't got no video, you ain't pitching a bitch, you ain't doing nothing? 
you just walked away or just stood there and watched it happen? And then in certain circumstances, uh, in, uh, in certain circumstances, they, they <laughs> like uh, I was talking about some of the racial stuff that happened to me to some of my, uh, you know, white coworkers, and they looking at me like that possibly couldn't happen. I'm like, what do you mean? I'm like, I tell people all the time, like I'm a nice a guy bubble. now, I'm calm now, but like I grew up in the inner city, you know. I bubble. remember being like, yeah. Like, you know, when I had the whole cop situation, I think I called you right after. Yeah, I called you. And then you told me, like, welcome to the world. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. yeah. But see, there's, I don't know. I've been pulled over by the best of them. I had my last incident, um, state police. I had just mm-hmm. got on the freeway at Wyoming in the lot. I live right here at Livermore, so it was the next exit. Right. I come down. He was right behind me. Right behind me. Yeah, I don't have no insurance. For what? On a 2003 Volkswagen Passat? Come on. For what? I'd rather just pay the ticket. So if I was a state trooper, I would have pulled me over too. You pull right in front of me with bad tax. Come on, man. Come on. Yeah, I could have let you go, but eh, I'm not going to. He pulled me over. I just put the L out. You can still see the smoke in the car. Roll down the window. I say, am I going to jail tonight, officer? He said, do you have any warrants? I said, no. He said, license registration. I know you don't have no insurance, so cough it up. Here you go. He went back. He came back. I said, I'll see you in court, sir. He said, you have a good evening, Mr. Morris. And I drove off. Mm. Court time came. And <clears> I'm <throat> sure you've been down 36th District. Packed. I mean, I, I mean, I mean I'm, I've been down there. I ain't, you know. Oh, never no traffic <laughs> court? <laughs> oh, well. But, uh, so, so for me, to be honest, you know, if anytime I got pulled over in the city and the cops really getting on me. The minute they see my military ID, they kind of leave me alone. Okay, for us normal people, uh, (laughs) we don't get that luxury, but I mean, it wasn't only that one. Uh, But once again, I'm luckier than most. I'm in court. It was packed, you know, and they have to go through everybody and they'll read your name and blah, 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 and then they'll give you a ticket and you go stand out in the hall. Well, I'm standing, you know, sitting there. Guess who walks in? Perkins Law Group grabs the cop. They go outside. Five minutes later, Mr. Morris, can I see you for a minute? I go outside. I have my already ticket in my hand, pay 175 bucks, and I was out of there. Hmm. Peace, my black folks. And they were like, who's he? It's not what you know, it's who you know. I mean, I got pulled over at the border, 6,000 ecstasy tablets. Wasn't mine, man. Wasn't mine. Next thing you know, I'm in court in Bay City. A year and a day, who's Mr. Perkins? I'm ghost. I'm telling you, man, it's all in how you handle things, man. If you know the laws in your state, these cops can't do nothing to you can't do nothing to you. You ain't pulling me out of my car, man. I don't look like nobody. 
I don't look like nobody, man. I need to see the picture. Is your body cam on? Is his body cam on? Because I don't feel safe with you guys here. Are there security cameras around this place? Because if stuff goes wrong, all of y'all are going to jail, man. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it makes no... It makes no sense to me. You want to cry about cops, but you don't want to be a cop. You know what I'm See, saying? You know what? And then, like, me and my calls are doing that. So, you know, my calls a former uh, police officer. And then he kind of the same spill. He pulled somebody over. If they had no warrants, or if it wasn't, it, you know, even sometimes if they had something, if it wasn't nothing crazy, uh, at least when my ride along, I went on a ride along for Christmas for about eight or nine hours. Like, he was very fair. And this one dude, he's trying to let him go. The first thing the dude do is, why you got up on? He like, bro, I'm trying to send you home. Like, what are you doing? Like, he's like, at least let me say something before you. He's like, you just flipping out the beginning. He's like, bro, he's like, look, you made the turn. You didn't turn. I'm just, bro, I'm just checking. You good to go. Dude was like, oh, for real? Like, he's like, yeah, get out of here, man. But, yeah. you know, but he actually, you know, and, and then he stayed, he actually stayed in the neighborhood. So he, Trey Cop, he stayed like right off of uh, Grand River. And he was like in the trenches, you know, trying to make a difference. Yeah, but he's one out of. I mean, I, I would think, and I'm, I don't know, here compared to other cities, like when I was living in New York, I mean, them cops are crazy. I mean, they're dead. I mean, I'm sure there's some here, even with that shooting right up the street here on uh, Monica, man. He, the kid pulled out the pistol. He was no more than two feet away from this cop. It gets to shooting. Now, there's five policemen outside already. You walk up and you think that you're going to shoot five policemen before they kill you? And then when it did happen, your family across the street screaming at the cop. And the cop, because I was working next door up, cops outside like, hey, man, do you know this fool almost shot me in my face? You have to get your facts right. They didn't march down Livernois to seven miles, seven miles of Woodward. And see, here's where sh- stuff goes wrong. You know where the 12th precinct is, right? Right. Seven and Woodward. They didn't walk all the way to Wilbur, blocked up Wilbur, and then, you know, the golf course is right there also, right at the corner. On that little, right beside that golf shack or whatever, there's a road to a private street that they were trying to get down. Now, you could take this to those white folks who had the piss or the guns on their block. I was with them until they started pointing the guns at those folks. Had they just sat on their porch with their guns in their laps, nothing would have happened. Because, see, in my mind, if I'm that well off that I could get away from you and I pay to live on this street and here you come walking down it, not to say all of you tear stuff up, 
But those one or two white folks that want to ride along with you who do do that, I don't want that to happen. And see, what the thing of it is, is people don't want to put themselves in that position. You ain't walking down, uh uh-uh. I didn't pay $3 million for this house. I pay $1,000 a month to stay on this street. You ain't coming down my street like that. It's not going to happen. And people don't, even with cops, if we were in Howland, all we did was pull over hillbillies. Right? Same way white folks pull over black folks all the time. And just like you said, first thing I think, my, I ain't trying to hear that, man. And you I'm know, already oh, having a bad day, and here you come with this. And see, you know, and then I had to break some down, you know, because if, you know, everybody's, and, you know, we're going to kind of be jumping, but everybody always want to say, you know, black on black crime. Crime is going to be committed to who you, like, who you in vicinity with. So when I went to go visit my son, you know, my, my ex-wife, small white town, and I picked up their little local, so I'm in their little local uh, convenience store, and I pick up their magazine. It's called Jailbirds. And since it's an all-white, you know, town, it's all meth heads on there and people still. So I'm going through the thing <laughs> and I'm two white people in the store looking at me and I'm just going through looking at their criminals. <laughs> just skimming through the book, you know, skimming through the thing. And the thing people don't realize is people don't want to think about it like that. People just want to think, well, black and black crime, isn't that? Like, it's, it's crime everywhere. It's like... No, like, but see, like, there's a difference, though. There's yeah, a difference. I, it's it's not so much the black on black crime they want to compare it with. It's black on black versus black on cops. Now, there are no cops going around doing drive-bys. You know what I'm saying? They're not killing innocent kids. You know, not like that. They're not shooting up funerals. They're not shooting up weddings. They're not shooting up parties. They ain't shooting up no 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 club. On, on on any given weekend in Chicago, how many brothers are dying or at least getting shot? Cops ain't doing that on a daily basis like that. Maybe there's a mass underreporting, just like my man. Uh, they just released this video. It happened, I think, in March. Put the bag over his head, and then uh, he basically died there on the street in his own vomit. Mm. And you're just now releasing this video. See, the thing that you don't see and you never hear none of these people talk about, you don't want to defund the police. You want a separate entity working with the police. Get what I'm saying? So when stuff like this goes down, I'm taking your body cam. It's not going back to the to the police union with you. I'm taking it. Independent agency is taking this. And we're going to review it. Then we'll let you know what to do with it. Then we'll inform everybody at one time what's going on. Your police union, the people involved, and the public. All at one time. See, they need to reform this whole thing. You need to get, you need to have these people accountable for what goes on 
complete transparency to me is like a Senate hearing. You have the cop. You have the watch commander who sent him out that day. You have a trainer. Internal affairs. And maybe the police chief. But then on the other side, you have the city council president. You got the mayor. Maybe a community activist and that person's family member to ask his cops certain questions like, hey, man, what the fuck? I mean, what were you thinking? What, what were you thinking, man? This ain't no trial, but I, ain't, I need to understand something. What, is this your training? What did this man send? I mean, what did he tell you on the way out? Kill, kill black, kill many black folks as you want to? I mean, because you need to understand, the public needs to understand what is truly going on here. That's true transparency to me. Giving this stuff to the police union and they just dictate what gets fed to the public is garbage. You know, you're protesting over what? This It's not going to happen overnight, so go home, man. Exactly. Go and home. See, and see, you know, um, so I've been around cops that turn their cameras off. So that happens. Uh, no, and- see, that that's what that's when you're wrong. Once again, that's when the police union needs to step out of hand. You turn your body cam off, you're fired, man, and whatever happens to you happens to you. Right. When if this person ends up dead, hey man, and we don't have nothing, you're getting tried just like you're a regular person on the street. No union is gonna come to your rescue. That's what needs to happen. Police chief and the union say, hey man. This is a bad shooting. We're done with you. You are now a regular citizen. And you get get treated as such. The union is what holds these people. I will keep them out of jail. You're suspended with pay. So you're just at home collecting money. No. You're going to get tried just like a regular Joe Schmo on the street, man. You turn that body cam off, you're fired. And the union can't help you. That's what's going. That's what should happen. That's police reform. Defunding the police ain't gonna do nothing. Yeah. Then my homie. You need. Awesome. Go ahead. Nah, you need more money, not somebody to ride along with them. You need like a drone or something to fly over the situation when it all goes wrong. As soon as the cop pulls up, this drone pops up in the air out the police car and starts recording everything. Everything. They got drones that do that. Me and my boy were right about to buy them. So no, I, I know that's easily done. That that ain't nothing but uh, Elon Musk, Bill Gates talking to. Yeah. Get a, get a couple of these college kids on it. Boop, pop this thing right about the police car, bing, and start recording everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that and that way you won't have a he say she say. You just go straight. Nothing. To the start, to the finish, to the uh, right to right to it, boop, pop right out your car, bing, and start recording, and it goes straight to the cloud, straight to an independent agency. No cops, no nothing, because I don't want to hear that. This is what went on, and it'll follow you and your boy around. Nah, man, that that's what. Hey, that ain't a bad idea. Hey, listen here, ain't a bad idea at all. Yo, yo, that come out. 
They better cut that check, <laughs> G. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, because I mean that's the only way, and that's how you. That's the, that's the only way you have complete and utter bias, I guess. I don't know if I'm saying it right, but yeah, I mean, there there is no he say, she say, this, that, and the other. It is what it is. Right. A 360 camera on the bottom with some audio. You know, and then a whole nother thing is, you know, my homie told me about how this uh, white guy I used to work with, right? So the white guy's from you know, upper Michigan. So he's he came down to Detroit because it was easier for them to get into. So he becomes a Detroit cop and he's not used to being around black people. So to him, every single black person is a threat. So instead of him, you know, viewing people, you know, people as people, he every black person is like his enemy. So this dude's is on out uh, Detroit cop. Yeah. I still I still think he's currently out there. Very encounter yeah, but- he was always had his hand like Wiggling towards this, I'm like, yo, that's an old lady. What are you doing? Like, <laughs> you nah, man. But see, it's it's the same thing. If we were cops in how, if we were cops in that white town that your ex wife is from, every white person that we come across is gonna be a meth head. Cause that's all we deal with. If all you, if all white cops dealt with is ignorant Negroes when they came down to the city. And that's all you saw because you're probably a Republican on, t- you know, on TV. What would you think? You may bump into one or two nice black folks, but eh, on the majority, y'all a bunch of crazy Negroes. Same thing if we went up north and all we dealt with was trader trash white folks. All y'all meth head, no teeth having. What's wrong with y'all? That's it's it's the exact same thing. If Tommy shot at me on Monday, I'm killing him on Saturday the next time I see him. Cause I want to go home. My man Cassius, uh, another frat brother of mine in New York, put the post out. They sent the the young rookie cop with the old cop down the long hallway in, in the projects. Boom. Shot the drug dealer. Okay. Old cop was, it's justified. Shipped the new cop out to another precinct. Dope dealer dead. Yeah, you can get mad, but all right. I mean, it, it was crazy. Or or this was the best one. <laughs> How are you going to let George Floyd go? Or his, his people, boy, they're arrested now, but I think a year or two ago, may have even been last year, the Ethiopian black cop shot the white woman in the alley. His ass didn't get three days walking around. They arrested that man in three days, trialing everything. Three days. And you're going to let these folks just wander around? Once again, you need you can't cry about patrolling your own area when you don't want to do it yourself. And then you can really see y'all a bunch of ignorant Negroes out here. Yeah, and then, you know, the same, you know, and then some of the same people that's, 
you know, claim of you know, trying to claim change, they be you be the main one trash in the area that you live in, like. Oh, see. That that uh that that part of it. I mean, I don't. Well, uh, I don't. The looting, I don't, I don't, I don't really get. I mean, I guess if I was fifteen, sixteen, I may have went in there and got me a pair of Jordans or something. <laughs> uh, but. For me, so so no, would... so no no so like when I'm talking about trashing, I'm I'm talking about like people not actually taking care of the, the areas that they live in and stuff like and all this other stuff. I ain't talking about the actual riot themselves. Um, oh, right, to, right. For me, that comes from home training. Yeah, and generally in our community. And I'm sure others, we don't plan pregnancies like that. You know, like my brother and his wife, they were reading books, they were eating, they were doing this, they were doing that. You know, they really don't drink or smoke like that. But like my next door neighbors, the trailer trash that live next door to me. Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah, I know you talk about. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I got so many. Oh. Anyway, uh, I don't know who, well, I know now black men or just men in general will screw anything. That being said. Oh, 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 hold, on, ha- hold on, before you continue. I think last time I was over there, man, she was looking at me like I also kind of snack boy. <laughs> oh, man, let me tell you, baby, let me tell you. This is, this is all of them. I mean, all of them at one point just last week. Uh, it was Karen, her sister, who's an alcoholic, mm. the cousin, who's a prostitute, and another cousin who she has a man, but I don't know. Uh, Larry lives there, and the other guy, the baby daddy, lives there. Now, those two are black. Every man that comes over for the prostitute is black. The drunk sister, all she deals with is black men. Same thing with Karen. Baby daddy's black, but she don't know who he is. The girl is two. Maybe three. Don't speak a word. Can't speak a word. I know something's wrong with her because when her mother was pregnant, what did she do? Drink and smoke on that porch all day long. Mm. Now, you don't think, and they've been telling you, that has effects on your child. Child's born, only thing you've given her are snacks and goodies. Snacks and goodies, snacks and goodies. You're a rageaholic. You and your boyfriend, at least once a week, the cops are over here. The last (laughs) go-round, oh, my God, uh, he walks over to my house because I have cameras like, hey, man, she won't let me out or let me in my truck. They proceed to get into it, which ends up <laughs> being him hitting her with the hibachi. Boom! And all the ashes come out. It wasn't 
on, but he threw the barbecue grill at her. Oh, man. We're thinking the neighbors and I are standing outside watching all this. We're thinking, okay, he'll be gone by the week. Next morning, he's over there. I mean, they go at it all the time. It's the same thing all the time, all the time, all the time, all the time. And you like it. He, they're never going to kill each other, but what about your daughter? You're perpetuating this you know, garbage. The sister yeah. has two kids that got taken away from her. Mm. But you standing out here having sex, having sex. My, even my boy on the east side. It's my man Larry. It's my boy. It's my man. He has son. I think he has five grandchildren right now. Jesus. And he is 47. They were all over there when I was, you know, I go over there and play football on the game, you know, and as I was leaving, three little guys walked right in there. Hey, granddad, you taking us to the store? <laughs> Like, wow, daughter came over early. You got some food? Yeah, man. Yes. I think he has one, two, about six, seven grandchildren already. Mm. Yeah. And the killer part is his brother. Play used to play pro ball. I think he's uh, one of the ball's agents or something like that. Okay. So, you know, it, it's, it's you know, this and that, man. It's, 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 it's wild, man. I, I don't I don't get it. I don't and, get it. And then, you know, the whole thing for me is a, a lot of people don't I guess, live to their potential or people don't see the potential in people. You know, and I tell my mom and grandma, they are proud of me now, but you know, when I was coming up, they, they thought I was going to prison. Like, so, you know, like when I moved out and then, you know, I came and stayed with you and I know they was calling y'all like, don't let him stay there. He's a criminal. <laughs> like, But, you know, I was just, I was in a house full of females and I don't know. I just didn't have any any like male guidance that was there on like a like a daily basis or something I'm seeing on a regular. And then, you know, and I'm running around Detroit with, with nobody telling me what's what. So I'm just kind of just getting into whatever I'm getting into. But see, that's a case for a lot of folks. Um, I mean, you have kids and you don't do anything with them and see no matter what black folks try to do unless you stop that it doesn't matter what you the other ones strive for because those there's too many of those there's oh i mean you'll never have the three or four or even a whole class of scholars come out of whatever prestigious black college you have you'll have 10 times more in the hood. So it, it, it don't matter. You got to stop that first. Yeah, and then, you, you know, I know so many that, females that's using kids for a paycheck. I know a exactly. chick, she got, like, she got like seven kids. 
Exactly. <laughs> Seven child support checks. She don't even no. She don't work. She live off the child support check. Uh, so you know, with that, what are you really gonna do? You know that that's not racism. That's something she chose to do. And if that's what she chooses to do, hey, I know there's probably two or three white folks that are doing it too, but I, I mean, ain't concerned with them. And then what are those kids going to do? What are they going to learn? They're going to grow up and be just like mine. And even if one of those seven go out and do something, he ain't never going back. Oh, no, no, yeah, <laughs> he gone. I'm out of this piece, man. Ain't never going back. So each one teach one is a bunch of garbage now. I'm out, man. I'm out. And for the one that does stay, you'll never catch up. You'll never catch up because you can't get that mentality out their heads. And then, you know, I I think it's starting to change a little bit. But a part of it is, because I remember when I first left, I had people like, oh, man, you left the city. I mean, like, no, you should have stayed. And then now I got some of the same people like, man, you should have took me with you. Like, <laughs> like, yo, like, yo, you doing this, you doing that, you seeing this, you seeing that. And I'm like, I'm like, because, you know, I remember sitting in the car with my homeboys. So I remember this shit like it was yesterday. We all smoking a blunt, sitting there talking, talking about the future. And I'm like, man, I need to make something happen. And I was like, um, I think I need to get out the city. So I think I'm, you know, thinking about just doing the military or something just so I can travel, get my head on straight. I remember one of my homeboys like, man, don't do that. And now this dude, he ain't never left his block. And his way of thinking is just, it's like short-sighted. So now, you know, he, he gained all this weight. He like, Overweight, you know, girl running around doing X, Y, and Z, and he just content with just, you know, riding around the block all day. Like, I'm 31. That shit ain't, you know, that shit ain't really cool to me no more. If we ain't talking about how to, you know, come together, do X, Y, and Z, or if we ain't going, like, uh, to a cigar bar, that was cool, chilling in that, or just... You know, if we ain't doing that productive or actually going, then I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna be chilling. You know, we'll be doing something with the family, coming to see you, auntie, or taking the little man out. If it ain't not, if it ain't no, you know, I, I can't just be. I tell you this quick story, right quick. I was with one well, of my homeboys who passed. Uh, he passed his sickle cell, so he had me go with him to go see this chick. Right, we go see the girl. And we standing outside, and her friend come or whatever. Across the street, these uh, see this window down, and you know I got my CCW, so I had my gun on me. And these kids, and I'm not sure how old they were, but I all I see was a tip of a pistol, and the dude just it's, it's like it's a revolver. He's spinning the wheel, and he's stick like sticking it out, playing with it. So I pull my shit out and I put it straight to his head, and I'm like, get, I'm like, give me the gun. I took the gun; it was empty. And I said, bro, like, you almost got your head blown off. For for what? And I told my boy, like, yo, let's go. And I, I left. And I took their pistol. And I left. And I, and I threw it in the uh, threw it in the drain. Well, wiped it off, of course. I didn't want my shit on mm-hmm. it. 
And then, but I'm like, I told him, I said, bro, I'm not, I can't just be idle standing in the hood because I guess for now, I was like, I, you know, I guess I look different. Like my whole aura is different. You know, I was like, I just can't just be standing around because it's, it's stupid, you know. But my thing is, I feel like people should actually strive to do something and then instead of us having selective outrage and then actually doing research into the shit we actually get mad about, like you said earlier. Because I was telling somebody, I tell a coworker I work with, I'm like, I don't get mad at every shooting. I want to see why. Because it was one, right? This dude broke in his lady's house, right? The dude leaving, but he got all her valuables. Then the lady shoots him. And then uh, the one of the one of his sisters was like, yeah, he a thief or whatever, but she didn't have to yeah. shoot him. He was I'm you like, can't, <laughs> you can't do that. You can't. They always say material possessions can be replaced, but see the thing and see, that's why stuff needs to be transparent. That needs to be a television show. Real. I mean, court TV needs to be prime time with this real stuff. So these people can understand. Cause see, for me, I'm going to try to kill you because the thing of it is, is it took me 15 years to get this. Who's going to give me my 15 years back? Understand this, because in any other situation, he could have done the exact same thing I did. It ain't my fault his mom was a crackhead. It's not my fault his dad was a bum. That has nothing to do with me. Today, like I'm like we're doing this podcast, you can do basically anything you want to. You just decide to do this, and this is the repercussion. You know what you're doing. You know if you get caught, the potential things that may happen to you. So why do it? You made a conscious decision. Like all the judges have ever told me, you decided to do this. And these are the repercussions. You getting your head bashed in. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm supposed to be going to jail for that? No. 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 I, I, don't, I don't see that. I can't see that. And if I had a jury of my peers, and see, that's another thing. Black folks don't do jury duty. Even if we go to a grand jury, we don't do, even if it does go to a trial, we don't do jury duty. So how am I going to get a, a jury of my peers? The public defender and the DA, they're going to choose who they want to choose. Everything needs to be transparent. I need my own jurors. I don't, I don't need no white folks in there talking nothing because they don't know nothing. How can they judge me on something they've never experienced? Right. That, that, that doesn't make any sense. But yeah, still, it happens. And see, uh, and then, you know, so now the military is trying to change, right? So recently at my job, we had a diversity meeting where they're trying to find out, like, what minorities think. Because, you know, you know, we're we not the minority in the military. So, you know, and then we basically was just trying to, you know, like we basically, during the focus group, just talked about how, you know, we get prejudge and, and and my whole thing is when I explain to white people is the one thing I tell white people they don't listen to nothing I say right the whole thing is white people get the benefit of the doubt black people don't oh you got to understand one thing 
What's up? They get the benefit of the doubt because they're dealing with other white folks. No, no, I'm just saying even other minorities. It's just the way is is so people. Some people are just trained to distrust black people, and it, it's just the narrative. Like who who are you who are you dealing with? I'm See just, the thing of it is, is it's not. I don't think racism. I maybe it's different. It's either taught or is by experience. Taught right. or experience is probably both. So that, that, that if I or, own a store, mm-hmm. and or if I'm Korean and I own a store, I'm not a natural asshole. Black in a black neighborhood, these motherfuckers come in here and steal all the time. Yes, I'm going to constantly follow you around because you just look just like the last dude who walked in here and stole something. One thing of it is, and this is what, even when I was running the after hours, oh, I yeah. told these hey, hold dudes. On. Wait, hold on, G-Man. <laughs> which, which I missed, by the way. I didn't get a chance to go to that. Oh, Pippin. Now, look, <laughs> this is what I told these dudes, and this is of all my jobs, because I've ran a couple of things now. Oh, I know. <laughs> I told these dudes. This is what I told them. I said, look at here, man. Everybody steals. I'm stealing. You stealing. We all stealing because it's a cash business. Now, I will tell you one thing. When the man comes in here and he's counting this money, he's looking around and it don't add up to what's in his hand. He knows it ain't me. It's when y'all who are going to get fired. Because I'm telling you in the beginning, you can take what you want to because I know you're going to do it anyway. But when this man's money come up short, your ass is on the line because I know what I'm doing. I set all this up. So do what you want to do. But when the shit hits the fan, son, it's on your head, even with the cable company. I put the stuff up on the board. I took pictures of the work. And now come Friday, your money short because I had to go out there and re- do the job to keep everybody working. You want to now pull a gun on me? Kinko's. I flew out to New York doing that on the weekend. You ain't talking to me. I just pointed at the board. What, what does it say? Uh-huh. I, I didn't have no conversations with nobody. I told you what it was in the beginning. After that, I don't say nothing else. I just point. What does 42 say? I ain't got nothing else to say to you. You there's your there's the answer to your question, number 42, right there. I'm done with it. I'm I uh-uh, I don't I don't go back and forth, even with black folks. If you know. If you have it in your heart or in your mind, like you have, most black folks have religion, in that you're the original person of this planet. Two people did not populate this whole planet. So you could just throw that Bible stuff out the way. If you're the original person of this planet, where am I going? Go back where? I'm home everywhere. You are me. I can prove where you came from. Just like I can prove where I came from. Ethiopia, 
Ain't no white person come out of Ethiopia no way. Macedonia neither. I know where you came from. You're a migration. So go home where? I'm home wherever I am. So if you have that, all that racism, most of that kind of goes out the window for me. Now we move on to other things. If you're a cop, I know why you're a cop. I know why you pulled me over. If I don't have no warrants, my license is good, now it becomes a fishing expedition. Or that's what it was in the very beginning. Because for most black folks, either you have warrants, back child support, or something else going on. Then I get you. If not, then you want to find something wrong with my car. Oh, you got a cracked windshield. Oh, your blinker ain't working. Well, okay. If this is what you want to do today, man, you know, I feel you on that. Your city ain't making no money right now. All right. Can I have my ticket? Can I go now? I mean, understand your situation. I know why you pulled me over. I know I didn't do nothing wrong. You just wasted my time, but why should I get mad and get shot? Are you for real? For what? I mean, today, in this day and time, I cannot see even this this last dude who got shot last week seven times. They say he had the cop in the headlock and they tased him a couple times. Why are you even trying to get anywhere near a cop? And then for a white cop, why would I even try to pull my gun out on a black man? I would try everything under the sun not to do that. Hit you with my baton. I'd rather try to stab you in the back than to pull my gun out and shoot you. Because what's going to happen to you is you're going to lose everything. Today you are. Maybe not last week or maybe two years ago, but today, oh no. They're coming for you. And why would you want that to happen? I mean, even my man who ran at the Wendy's, where are you going? You went from a simple DUI to being dead. All you had to do was say, can I park my car and can you drop me off at my sister's house? But you want to have a 40-minute conversation and beat two white cops up. And that's why he got shot in the back. Because you beat that white boy up. Gave him a two-piece on the way out. Bing, bing. And then you want to run? Where are you running to? They already got you. They got your information. You're going to get caught. Where are you running to? And then the white cop, why are you shooting this man? Because you got your ass beat. That's why. Pride. That's always, I just cannot understand where were you running to? You're not getting away. It's the, it's the dumbest thing, man. These folks, and then when you see them on television, they don't ask the right questions. They never ask the right questions. I need to see body cam. We need an independent organization grabbing this stuff. 
We need to defund the police union, not not so much as the police force, the union, because those are the ones controlling all this. Those are the ones getting these guys off. These are the ones that are lobbying them to, to just stay at the crib and get some money. They're the ones dictating what we see out here as far as videos are concerned. No, man, you defund that. You take that money, you put it into another organization that can be the opposite of that. Or just take that over. Like, you guys, we have to get rid of you guys. Because you you, you have, they're like the NRA or something. You have too much power in all this. But once again, you ain't going to see it. Oh. And then, then you have, you know, the Coon Perry and Oprah out there. We should have our own news by now. We should have our own CNN by now. I know, right? Yeah, Tyler Perry takes... I know you just became a billionaire and takes some of that money. <laughs> Quit playing. Shit, Oprah had it. But you oh, just yeah, want yeah, to give yeah. single interviews with people. I just, want to, I just want to talk to you. And see, that's... Yeah, man. People are zombies. People are complete zombies. I mean, I, I don't... There's only certain things that I take reviews on. Like, you know, when I come downstairs sometimes or when I come home and check on the old bird, she'll be in here listening to these ladies on TV cackle about stuff. And it's just like, it's just amazing how these rich people are telling you how to live. And they don't do a quarter of the shit that you do. Mm. And, And you take it. You know, uh, I mean, for everything. I mean, you're telling me about weight loss? Okay. Yeah, knowing that damn well you're going to get surgery, you're doing... I mean, not even so much surgery. Or, like, you got trainers, you got... But, like, you got a chef that's cooking you proportions and all the other good stuff. Yeah. I mean, one person that needs to be banned really is Wendy Williams. But now nah, let's get back to black folks. Uh, it, it's I, I I truly believe you got to get rid of ten percent of our population, man, for the rest of us to survive. Because you'll never you'll you'll never be able to move forward. Well, you know, you know, it's 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 always weak links in a chain. Sometimes you just gotta. <laughs> You got to get rid of 10%. You got to get rid of those baby mamas out there having seven kids. You have to. And see, with that, you, I, and I don't know how it all works, but depending on what she was doing while she was pregnant and what genes does the baby father have? You know what I'm saying? I mean, if he was off his rocker and she's off her rocker, what do you think this kid's going to be like? Never really think about that part of it. That's why you got you to get rid of 10%. You have to. You have to. Because you'll, you'll never get out of it. Because they'll always outshine the ones that are making it. Always. 
those are the ones, not to say that all black folks cops pull over are, are crazy, but why do you think they have that perception? 